0: <laughs>
1: All right. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready? Come on, Davey.
2: All right. Modern Problem Show. Davey Love in the house. We're broadcasting live from Royal Fox Studio, 415 How Ave, Shelton, Connecticut. Let me introduce you to the cast of characters. Which is...
1: It's just me, baby.
2: Tepper. Oh, yeah. The hot stepper. Give it up for him. Yeah. So Missy could not make it this week. Tonight, we got a big show. We got Dennis Dunaway of Alice Cooper Group. Oh, yeah. Number one album on iTunes right now. Well, let me give it up for our sponsors, the ones that pay the bills.
0: Are you ready? Yes.
2: All right. I went up there today. The Remedy, Mm -hmm. Connecticut's first craft CBD store, 43 North Colony Road, Wallingford, Connecticut. Hit them up for all your CBD needs. You want Delta 8? They got it. You want CBD? They got it. You want bombs like Donkey Kong? They got it. The Remedy.care. Tepper, tell them high AF coffee. <clears throat>
0: Hi
1: AF coffee. Ooh, yeah. That's some good coffee, Davey. Coming to us straight from our good friend. Woo! The amazingly, yeah, beautiful, multi-talented, coffee-slinging Alexis Fox. Go check him out com. Alright,
2: alright Now, you need some healing Ooh, what kind, what kind, you what kind You need to go see our friend Soramar Estrada at MindfulSerenityHealing.com Ooh, That's spiritual healing That's right, you can't fakey the Reiki You cannot fakey the Reiki That's right, MindfulSerenityHealing.com Also, also Who else? Pizzaholics fuck off.
1: What is your beef with
2: Papa's people? Pizza <laughs> has the best pizza around. Papa's Pizza online, they have two locations. Two, 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 two. One in Milford, one in Devon. <laughs> Hit them up. Monday, the Devon one is closed. Tuesday, the Milford one is closed. Otherwise, wow. they're open all those days. Wow.
1: Who else
0: we got?
2: Antonio's. Yeah, that's right. Antonio's fresh Italian Cuisine. You can see and get the Antonio's in Beacon Falls. Hit them up, find them on our website.
1: Who else we got?
2: Are you starting to only fans? No, okay, me neither. Okay, all right. But if you are, oh, you, can well, you, hit you know who I would call Chad Anderson That's right. dot That's com. That's right, folks. That's right, Chad Anderson Photography. Hit them up, he is awesome. Who else
1: we got? Oh, well, you know who we got.
2: Lit Hop. Spices! <laughs> lit Spices we have, you know, sometimes that you don't feel like in it and you want to just put a little chill in your food. Lit Spices. Yes. They C- have CBD everything. CBD
1: infused. That's spices. right. Jerk seasoning. Uh, What? They got the cinnamon chur- uh, sugar for the churros. We know you're all making churros out there. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And happy oh, yeah. jewels. you hear that? Go hear that? see... You Emily, go see Emily at you Hoppy hear Jewels. Yeah, we hear, hear we, we hear your bracelets. That's Hoppy Jewels. Those are Davy's bracelets.
2: Yes, Hoppy Jewels. Hit them up. Who else we got, Tepper? I don't know, man. We got anyone else? Um, Probably.
1: Hopefully they don't pay us because yeah. we forgot them. Sorry.
2: Yeah. Oh, well. <laughs> we will be back with Dennis Dunway.
3: Hello.
1: Dennis. Hi. Hey, it's Tepper.
3: Hi, Mike. How you doing?
1: Good, man. How you doing?
3: Oh, uh, a little out of breath. I was trying to get our puppies to go upstairs so that they don't get noisy. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's, that's all right, man. Uh, Dave, Davey was interviewing, uh, Mickey Hart one time and his dog was going insane and he started screaming at it.
3: It happened to me uh, a couple of weeks ago. I was doing one and they, Cindy thought my, inter- well, actually I thought my interview was over too. And then while I was listening in, they called me back on the air and, and Cindy had let the dogs out of a, room and oh man they were going nuts <laughs> and I, that, yeah, it was it was embarrassing really
1: oh man well uh listen welcome to modern Problems show uh let thank me thank you
3: in, in, uh, i mean i i listened to the uh uh beehive queen Ah uh, yes uh, Chris, christine, christine yeah. is great
1: oh christine's awesome. yeah she's awesome she's awesome so, we've
3: so got uh you and Davey.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah, introduce you to the man. Uh this is I suppose technically his show, Mr. Davey Love over here.
2: How you doing, Dennis?
3: <laughs> Great. Uh how how does it sound on my end? Oh, you sound good, it man. Sounds sounds real sound good. good. Yeah. Definitely. All right, good.
2: At least you're not swearing at the dogs though, cuz when I did interview Mickey Hart, he asked me to cut it off. He was screaming, swearing like every <laughs> f word and, and before that, he was talking about how peaceful the drums are, and it takes you to a different height, and like spiritually, like, oh, you got to do existential waves. Then he's saying, fuck this, fuck my dog, screaming and everything. He asked me to edit it out, and I did not. And then when I saw him at Vibes, he told everyone no interviews because I didn't take it out.
0: So, Well,
3: uh, uh, both of ours, we have two rescues. They both oh, nice. came up uh, separately from Mississippi, and today they're 10 months old
1: oh wow oh, that's awesome oh, so, like you have puppy yeah. puppy. but yeah. uh
3: but they uh they are noisy <laughs> they <laughs> oh, like to. i mean they just they just really they're you know they're they're rowdy with each other and uh uh which you know it's great i mean they're puppies but uh you know and then they'll conk out so you'll have about good, you yeah. know a half an hour to do something before they start up again
2: (laughs) (laughs) right right were they listening to uh the new album or what
3: oh the dogs yeah Uh, are you kidding they (laughs) well there's always music going on around here but uh you know they don't seem to notice it much uh yeah uh so uh yeah the new album is really doing great i mean it's uh
2: oh my
1: god yeah
3: it broke at number one vinyl release on billboard
1: yeah that's huge that is huge
3: it's number one in germany number four i think in the uk and number three in australia as of a few days ago
1: wow
2: that
3: is amazing and huge
1: that's awesome and so you're you're on three tracks on it
3: yeah well i uh i wrote uh one song called I hate you, <laughs> okay. which is basically each guy in the original band are yelling about what we hate about the other guy. <laughs> 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 yeah. And, uh, and, uh, then it has a very sad kind of a ending, which is a tribute to Glenn Buxton where we're all yeah. filled with rage at the empty space he left on stage. Right. Uh but it's a very punky song it's you know it's it's over pretty quickly and uh with a powerful punch
0: nice.
3: and yet it's obviously got a lot of tongue and cheek humor to it, which is uh, perfect for the original group
1: oh yeah right. oh yeah,
3: and then I uh wrote lyrics, and I didn't know that Alice had them in the stack of lyrics that I gave him, and he surprised me by recording a a, a song making a blues song out of it in Detroit with the Detroit musicians that oh, cool. him and Bob and, uh, or, uh organized for the recording of most of the songs on the album. And they sent me this song that had my lyrics. <laughs> uh, Joe Bonamassa plays on that one. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. <clears throat> uh And then uh, another song Neil Smith wrote, uh, We uh, the original band recorded that one as well.
1: Cool, cool. Mm-hmm. So what was how long is were you guys in the studio together for this? When was it re- actually recorded?
3: Uh it was recorded uh December of uh let's see 2019, I guess. Oh, uh,
1: okay. So yeah. like you actually it wasn't COVID recording situation.
3: No. Okay. No, it was pre pre-COVID, so we were uh we luckily had that on our side. Uh, and we spent two afternoons, just Neil Smith and Michael Bruce and I, you know, hammering out some various song ideas, and then we went right in the studio and continued to work on it with Bob Esher and then Alice. Wow. And, wow. Uh, you know, so we knocked it out pretty fast, and and then that night, uh, Joe Bonamassa showed up at the studio right when we packed up and were ready to walk out. and <laughs> he asked if we would mind going back in the studio and and running over the songs because uh, the following night we did this show in Phoenix with the original band with Joe Bonamassa and Johnny Depp sitting in with us.
0: Oh, cool, oh, wow.
3: And so uh, we go, yeah, sure, you know, we already, the amps are all shut down and everything. So he, he's like, well, let's, how about just acoustically? So I grabbed an acoustic bass and nice. Neil was slapping his uh, drumsticks on the leather couch and, <laughs> And uh, we ran through the set, and then the next night uh, we we performed in a in the round at a theater that uh, called the Celebrity Theater. And the last time Alice and I played there, and it looked the theater looks exactly the same. 1966, we wow. were in a, a show, Bye Bye Birdie. We were the Birdies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's great.
3: Yeah, and, and one thing that didn't change, is the theater is in the round, so there's a bunch of different entrances, hmm. I think about six different entrances, and it's crazy backstage because nobody ever knows what stage entrance door they're supposed to go through to, to get oh, to their man. part, you know? So you have people running around, oh no, I think you're supposed to be at stage th- entrance three now.
1: <laughs> oh, let's go. Oh man, <laughs> that's, like, that's like Spinal Tap level.
3: <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah Some some of that Spinal Tap stuff Even though the real Spinal Tap For us, the original Alice Cooper group And my friends from Blue Oyster Cult Have the exact same experience That scene where They're in the basement of the theater Trying to find the stage Oh yeah <laughs> Yeah, I swear That's exactly how it happened to, that, to us and, and Joe and Albert of Blue Oyster Cult Swear that's exactly how it happened to them <laughs> That's
2: funny
1: Oh man So When was Before th- this record When was the last time You guys were all In the studio together
3: Uh Only uh Well we had played On Alice's Paranormal album
1: That's right Yeah So
3: So we were in the studio I don't know What what was that One or two years Prior One year prior I okay.
0: think Okay
3: Okay uh, And then uh You know Uh Neil and I played On the Hollywood Vampires album Right And mm. uh Uh, Various things, you know. We we would get together and uh, you know sit in with Alice and do different things. But we uh, did a a show in 2015 in Dallas at Good Records Store. Mm. Oh wow! And it's a record store, and the the, and I did a book signing event there for my book, uh, Snakes, Guillotines, Electric Chairs: My Adventures in the Alice Cooper Group, which is a great book. Yes. Yeah. Oh, thanks, guys. Uh, so, uh, yeah, so 2015, October, uh, uh, I was asked to do a book signing event there, and I said, uh, and he said, uh, this guy, Chris Penn, that runs the store, uh, actually, the store is still going, good records to go now, so everything's final online, but he uh, said, okay, so I have a stage, would you be interested in performing some songs? I said, hey, yeah, but how about if I get Neil and Michael to come out and we can really do it up right. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, uh, he had also, uh, chosen a day when he knew that Alice would be in town and have a day off. Mm. So we talked Alice into doing a secret performance. Uh, Chris actually blew a hole in the back door, made a, uh, back wall and made a door so Alice could get into the club without anybody seeing him.
0: <laughs> oh shit!
3: And Alice, so Alice is back in the back room and only Neil and I and Chris Penn knew it. <laughs> and so uh, we sign books and do a Q and A and this whole thing. And it's a two two floor uh, record store, you know, all
0: vinyl. Yeah, yeah. And
3: you look up, you look up, and there's a balcony with people up there where there's more record bins and stuff, but. The place was packed, and the parking lot was packed outside. And anyway, so we're like, okay, so you want to hear some songs? Yeah. So we go over, and Neil and Michael and I knocked out, uh, I think, Caught in a Dream together.
0: Oh, nice. And then
3: we started Be My Lover, and all of a sudden Alice just appeared out of nowhere, and the place went nuts, of course.
0: Yeah, I bet. So
3: so Chris (laughs) Penn has a friend, Steve Gaddis, who is in film. Mm-hmm. and he called up Steve uh, before that and said Steve this thing's gonna happen uh these guys are like my Beatles and on Monday I'm not gonna be- I'm not gonna believe that it really happens so can you con- come down and just film it for my own personal archives ah, okay. so Steve got like five cameras down there and and the recording <laughs> sound recording came out great so I'm yes. so uh, Steve said hey you know I I think we got a film here. So th- we got Bob Bezrin to mix it. And wow. it's, uh, you know, we're working on getting it out there, but it's called Live from the AstroTurf, Alice Cooper. And uh, AstroTurf has to do with uh, his stage had green AstroTurf on it, but because the panties <laughs> on the front of my book cover is pink, he got pink AstroTurf nice. oh, <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> for that show. <laughs> <clears throat>
1: nice. And then that, is, that, is that the film you were you got... You guys, at the beginning of COVID, got stuck in England, right? Is was it was that what was screening there?
3: When we got stuck, where
1: didn't you get stuck in England at the beginning of like at the beginning of COVID?
3: Oh right, yeah no yeah that was the film that was uh, showing in the Manchester Film Festival.
0: Right, right. It's
3: it's actually it's actually uh, Life from the AstroTurf is one. I don't know what six or seven awards at various film festivals wow, wow. but yeah uh, my wife cindy and i went over there for that in march and uh you know when we left there was people on the news saying oh we've got it under control and blah 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 yeah <laughs> and so we went over there and each uh, fr- in london when we landed there it's kind of like it happened overnight that it really sank in that it was real, mm,
0: right. and then
3: we went to Manchester, and then it hit there overnight, like all of a sudden it became real while we were there you know it 's like we arrived, and the streets are full of people, and the next day it 's a ghost town yeah, and right. then uh, but and the uh film festival itself only and wound up uh running very few films, but they did go ahead and run ours because so many fans had showed up. Mm. And so we did that, and then, and then that night, all of a sudden there was an, an, an announcement that flights would not be allowed to come to the United States from London, from That's England. And right. so you could not get a phone call through. You couldn't get the, the websites were crashed for the airlines, and there were reports that people were paying thousands and thousands of dollars to get their flights changed. So my wife and I decided, you know what, let's let's hold off here. Let's go ahead and go to Liverpool and take a couple more days and then come back. And that turned out to be the best decision because that night we saw on the news, uh, JFK Airport was solid people waiting, uh, you know, uh, side by side, jammed in like uh, oh, sardines, yeah. waiting seven hours to get their luggage. Right. And by the time we came back a few days later, Uh, we breezed right through customs and right through the airport. There was hardly anybody there. Wow. But when we left, New York City was up and running. When we got back, it was shut down.
1: Yeah, you're lucky, too, though. I mean, you know, Cindy's always up for an adventure, so...
3: Well, you know, it was a great way to go into. You know, we've been home ever since.
0: Yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> we, we. I mean, we take the dogs out to the park and stuff, but we order our groceries online yep, and everything yep. like that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's it's nuts, man. It's 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 totally crazy. Like, you went over there, and then bang, that was it. Yeah. Last hurrah.
3: Yeah. So the last hotel we stayed in was the Hard Day's Night Hotel in Liverpool, and we stayed in the John Lennon suite, which had a white baby grand piano in the works.
0: Nice. <laughs> it was unbelievable.
3: Nice. You
2: didn't get <laughs> the Yoko went... pillow, did you? Uh, <laughs> no, so no, I heard no, that no. one's uncomfortable, you know?
3: Uh, no, but there was pictures of her, uh, you know, standing by the piano <laughs> and stuff like that. That uh, but we out went of to tune. the Beatles Museum, and uh, so... Uh, Pete Best's brother was there. He oh, wow. had just left. but <clears throat> So Cindy and I said, you know, we know things are are getting weird in the news and stuff, but uh, how late are you guys open? They said, stay as long as you like. You're the only people that w- in the entire museum. Nobody <laughs> else will be here. Wow. And so we could look at every single thing without worrying about giving somebody else their turn and all that. That's great. That's
0: amazing.
1: That is amazing. But now you, you've got some stuff of yours in a couple museums, right?
3: Uh, well, uh, I have uh, the original electric chair that I built for the Alice Cooper Group. That's at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame right. Museum in Cleveland. And then I have, uh, I had more stuff. I had my uh, Gibson EBO bass was there for about, I don't know, a dozen years. But I have, uh, I have it back now.
1: Oh, you got, you got and, the frog back.
3: Yeah, nice, uh, that's nice. right. They call it the frog because yeah. Cindy, Cindy used to say that I look like a frog, and I painted <laughs> that base green and she, she tagged it the frog. Oh, so, man. so then um, uh, I have also my very first base, which was an airline, which I bought from Montgomery Ward uh, in 1964 or five. Five. Oh, wow. And
1: uh, oh, it, that's like a, one of the little pocket bases, right? <clears throat>
3: Yeah, they're yeah, very yeah. short neck yeah. for ki- it's for kids to mm-hmm. learn, you know. Those are cool. And uh which I didn't know at the time. I knew nothing about. The only reason I ended up playing bass is because everybody else picked their instruments before me.
1: <laughs> it's happened yeah, to a lot of ba- guys. <laughs>
3: bass is what's left. <laughs> uh, but that one is in that one plus another 1970 jazz bass that mm. I got in 1970 are on display and at the uh Musical Instrument uh, Museum in Phoenix, Arizona. Right, it's an amazing, right. amazing museum. Wow. All kinds of instruments from throughout history from all over the world. It's, wow. it's really m- a mind-boggling. But they have a lot of, uh, you know, Dick Dale oh,
0: who has yeah. a
3: section right near us. But yes. the original Alice Cooper group and, and other Phoenix, you know, Dwayne Eddy was from Phoenix, yeah, so he's yeah. got... Uh, a up so there's there's some rock and roll stuff that most of it is all kinds of instruments Everything you can think of it's really is a great museum.
1: Wow. Nice That's awesome. So Good. what um what else what else you got happening you guys it was just the 50th anniversary of love it to death, right?
3: Yeah, so we just did a thing with a couple of the Foo fighters Pat smear and Chris Shiflett oh, nice. Who are big Alice Cooper fans and? It was Alice, Neil, Michael, and I, and we did a Zoom uh, show with them for uh, the Foo Fighters. Have their own channel right. 105 on uh, SiriusXM, yeah. And so we did that, uh, which I think is on demand now, with actually the visual too for the Zoom thing. Oh, cool. Uh, and then you know, oh my God, be- between Detroit stories, uh, uh, the success of that, and the 50th anniversary of love it to death it's just been uh it's like the old days it's like uh (laughs) you know uh you know i i i kind of thought i retired at one point but (laughs) i'm working harder than ever good
1: that's good (laughs) you know we want to be working as musicians right i mean
3: you know i enjoy it i enjoy talking to you guys and and (laughs) i i uh, it's unbelievable you know think about it 50 years 50 years ago we had no clue uh, we would still be popular a week from then you know right yeah
1: right. <laughs> that's that's a great record though man honestly I think that's probably my favorite alice cooper group record i I love that record
3: oh wow thank but you that's well I, you know I, yeah. coming from you you're quite the bass player oh thank uh, you thank you come on yeah you are i've seen <laughs> you I've seen you play quite a lot uh, quite a uh, few times, and and uh, I've known you for a long time. But long you time. are quite the bass player.
1: I really I really appreciate that. Uh,
2: how much did he pay you?
3: <laughs> That'll be 20 bucks.
2: Yeah,
1: yeah I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll Venmo you that. <laughs> but,
0: uh...
2: No, Dennis, I got one for you. Now, with, with all the stuff coming out, it's the 50th anniversary, and then Detroit stories like number one on Billboard and iTunes and everything else. With COVID, like, on the downward trend we were seeing, I'm thinking this is going to be like 1918 with the Spanish flu and then the roaring 20s. So I think even now you're saying you're working hard because all the stuff. I think you're going to be working even harder after when this stuff goes on. There's going to be, like, stadium tours and everything else. Do you see that coming?
3: Well, I mean, like Alice says, uh, you know, as soon as things open up, every band you've ever heard of is going to be out there touring. Right, (laughs) Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh so yeah, yeah, I anticipate that but you know, I think uh um, most every musician that I know has done what you need to do. They're okay. So so now you can't play live, so what are you going to do? Well, you're going to write songs, you're going to do podcasts, you're going yeah, right. to do other other things that normally you don't have as much uh time day after day to focus on, you know. Right. And you know it's not like I'm sitting around doing bass solos for the house plants,
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> but uh yeah there I mean there's always things happening, you know uh the thing about uh, being in the Alice world, you know and working with Joe and albert Bouchard uh you know we have a band called Blue Coop, yeah, so we're very yeah. busy too but uh yeah all it takes is a phone call and all of a sudden every you got a deadline again so it's yeah, like that
0: yeah, Right. you know
3: and uh and at blue uh blue cooper working on an animated music video now cuz oh, we nice. uh you know this uh, detroit stories was meant to come out last spring right with a tour and everything but you know it came to a screeching halt yeah. and so did uh 11 even which is the third cd that uh blue coop uh released Mm -hmm. but as soon as we uh released it all of our gigs uh canceled and cd baby even shut down for a while and uh now we're doing uh a a thing with uh, ingram entertainment where we're going to give it a new release and put the wind back in the sails and you know it's done well uh, despite all of that. Uh, you know people buying it through BlueCoop.com and all that. Okay. But uh, but you know so uh, Alice postponed the tour, and now uh, they're they're really trying to figure out what the best approach is for when uh, promoters will be able to get enough people into a building to make it worthwhile and all that. Yeah. That's right. tough, man. Uh, but Alice is, you know, Alice is uh, a, I mean, he's just born to be on stage and uh, you know, he's ready to explode. He wants to like yeah. so yeah. bad.
0: <laughs> right. Right.
3: Yeah. And uh, so, so as soon as it's uh viable, uh, he will be back out there f- for sure.
2: Nice. Good. Good to good. Good to know. That is good to know, and I think that that's what's going to happen. Like it's going to be crazy, and everything's going to be overwhelming. And I talked to Christine about this. Uh, A lot of uh, hack musicians now that are taking (laughs) over like the the local areas and stuff. They'll have to get rid of that because if you want to see good music, you're going to have to pay for it now, not like it was before. And I think it's deservedly so.
3: Yeah, well, you know, it's it's a balancing act. How do you compensate for putting on a concert that costs a certain amount of money to put on uh, with less people? Mm-hmm. Well, you charge more, but if you charge more, are you uh, going to keep people from coming? So they have to find the right, you know, what the traffic will bear and all that. I know Christine's doing that outdoor drive-in movie style yeah, yeah. concert.
0: Yeah. Up in she's Milford, great, yeah, by the
3: way. Is. You know, I'm glad you guys had her on your show. Oh, uh, yeah. It was she's... a great show, by the way. Yeah. But, oh,
2: She's you. awesome. Uh,
1: yeah,
3: yeah, she's the real deal.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. I've had her on the show a couple times. Christine is awesome. Yeah. She is awesome. Yeah, I
1: actually played with her once like a million years ago. She's, she's awesome.
3: <laughs> uh, she did that thing. I love that thing, uh, Cry Baby Cry. She did a duet with uh, Dion.
1: Oh, man, oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
3: it's great. Old school.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's the best school, right? Old school. Definitely.
3: Yeah, except I, I like to call. You know, people call me the old group. You know, but I like vintage
1: group. Right? Ooh, yes, yes.
3: Sounds v- better, doesn't it? I'm like an old wine. Only I'm vintage. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man so what else what else you got happening? Is there anything you want to plug before we get out of here or what Yeah
3: uh, oh yeah, well, uh you know the blue coop thing yeah. uh, we're gonna we're doing jump the gun uh that might be it's just to the point where the artist is gonna start filling in the colors on the animation. It looks great, it's cool. very funny and uh so so we're we're doing that. Uh, I'm writing a bunch of songs. I'm working with, uh, you know, talking to pretty much everybody I've ever worked with, you know, including <laughs> Alice and nice. Neil and Michael and everybody. So uh, things are brewing there. Good. Uh, we've got, uh, you know, uh, 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 writing songs is always no matter no matter what kind of problems you think you have as an artist, uh, the. The remedy is to write a song.
0: Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. That's
3: true. You know? So so I'm doing that, writing lyrics, and I'm also uh been on a um massive uh uh mission to uh save some some old reel to reel tapes that have been kind of getting a lot of them have gotten beyond salvaging.
1: Yeah, they start to tear. Uh, but
3: I but I did salvage enough of them we baked them a couple
1: of times uh, okay. at the
3: Gary House, which uh, you guys probably
1: know Oh, oh yeah, J- Johnny Montanese. Uh, what's and, up,
3: Johnny? Uh, yeah, we managed <laughs> to save a bunch of demos that otherwise would have been lost forever. Wow. Uh, and uh, I put out a, uh, it's being pressed now, a 12-inch vinyl album that has 10 demos
0: of Ooh. songs.
3: that Some of them uh, are songs at Alice's, uh recorded and other ones are ones that uh have never been recorded and that's going to go mm. out to all of the kickstarter people who donated money ah. for this other film that I did called Cold Cold Coffin.
1: That's right. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah.
3: Yeah, that one can be seen on YouTube. Just look up Cold Cold Coffin. It's I star in it and uh, Calico Cooper, Allison Sheryl's right. daughter yeah. is yeah. in it. And uh so actually that one is one two uh best music video awards and in festivals. Oh, wow. Including the uh the uh, uh Los Angeles Motion Picture Festival. Oh wow film festival. Mm,
0: nice.
3: Uh so so you know I don't know how I ended up being in film. You know, <laughs> I was a musician and then next thing you know I'm an author and then all of a sudden now I'm in film. Hey,
1: just <laughs> r- ride the wave. Yeah ride the wave. <laughs> yeah just
3: well you know <laughs> Uh I, I've always thought, you know, Alice and I met in, when in, in he was like uh, 15 and I was 16 in wow. high school in Phoenix, Arizona. And we became friends in art class because I was deep into art. A lot of people in grade school didn't even know my real name. They called me the artist. <laughs> wow. And, And I was very quiet then. I was introverted. And so Alice was the only person that had a clue who Salvador Dali was and stuff, and we became friends over that. And when we started the band, we decided we were going to start a rock band that incorporated artistic ideas, like surrealistic ideas and stuff. Mm. And we kind of, we pretty much did that, I guess, on our first album anyway.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, Uh, that uh, that seems to have worked out okay. Yeah, yeah.
3: Well, uh well, my point was uh, even all the way back then I always thought that the the arts were interchangeable or you know, it's all one thing, creativity, right. you know. Yeah. Even yeah. though I I mean uh I have a book out, but uh it's hard for you know, and I go to this, these these uh, before covid and everything. I would go to these places my publisher in New York City in the Flatiron building. St. Martin's Press, Thomas Dunn, and here I am meeting you know all of these authors that are real authors, you know. I mean?
1: Okay, oh,
0: yeah. you're, like,
3: you're
1: a real author. Oh yeah, come I wrote on, a yeah. book
3: about Abraham Lincoln, and I'm like, well, I wrote one about throwing chickens at the audience. <laughs> 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 but but uh, somehow we're in the same boat because we're both we both have books.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, good. A good story is a good story, man. You you, you like you have you have crazy stories. I know some you've told me ridiculous stories over the years, stuff that isn't in the book. You know, like, a, a good story is a good story. You know.
3: Well, you know, I spent 18 years writing my book. Oh, I,
0: first, first I remember. first I had to learn
3: how to write. Yeah. And then uh, I handed in 137,000 words, <laughs> and then I got a typical first author's deal of 90,000 words, so it was harder to whittle it back down and yeah. still make it flow. Yeah, it's... <laughs> Which isn't really the ideal way to to write a book.
1: Well, I mean, you have some amazing stories, and I do, I remember you working on that book forever, like, sitting at your computer in, like, that little closet that was your office, and you would be in there just typing, man. (laughs) I was was so happy when the book finally came out, you know?
3: Well, I had to, uh, well, like I said, I was the introverted artist uh, observer of the band. You know, everybody else was... Everybody else was doing somersaults or whatever it took <laughs> to get attention, you know, and I was just watching, and if somebody said something that I thought was interesting, maybe to use as a lyric in a song or mm. uh, or whatever, I would write it down on a piece of paper, and then I'd toss it in my suitcase, and, you know, and I'd get mm. home, and Cindy'd say, what do you got all this paper in here for, you know, to be <laughs> Holiday in and it'd say, you know, some ridiculous thing that Glenn Buxton said or whatever. Yeah. And uh and I'm I didn't really refer to all of those when I wrote my book, but I think just the fact that I observed them and then wrote them down made it so that I could remember them better. Right, right. So so basically, you know, it, the stories were were just uh, all around us back in those days because number 1 everybody knows how clever and witty Alice's, oh,
0: but yeah.
3: Glenn Buxton was the was the real wit of the band. And mm. Neil is funny, and Michael Bruce is funny, and I was the guy in the back that, you know, <laughs> they'd be uh, all these uh, sarcasm would be flying back and forth in the in the station wagon while we're traveling all over the Midwest, and and then all of a sudden I'd say some joke that's so abstract, everything would come <laughs> to a screeching halt while everybody. That's why Alice uh, called, uh, nicknamed me Dr. Dreary.
1: Oh, yes, Dr. Dreary. (laughs)
3: Yeah, because I'd tell a joke. I'd try to jump in and tell a joke, and everything would stop while people tried to figure out what I meant. And (laughs) Uh, then Alice would say, I think Dennis is having a heartbeat.
0: (laughs) You literally
2: killed the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man.
3: Well, it's all all good, you know. Uh, People unfortunately in this day and age they uh, tend to a lot of people the majority of people don't really pay for music or if they pay yeah. it'll be through a platform that by the time it gets down to the musician it's like you can't even afford to buy a beer with it oh, and yeah, all of that get a, kind of stuff a fraction of a yeah. cent and now with the, and so a lot of those uh, record company people Moved into live concerts, you Mm. know, and that's drove the ticket prices up and the price of a T-shirt and all that. Oh yeah. Uh, But now you take that out of the mix, and there's some musicians and venues that supported live original music that are really hurting now. Oh yeah. Yeah. uh, I'm afraid, like some of those places, like Arlene's Grocery in New York City, and places like that have been there forever. Oh yeah. You know, they're going to be gone yeah
1: i hope not you know they're trying they're trying to you know get bills through to save our stages and everything and i'm i'm hoping that aside from that you know federal money that should be there to save the arts i'm hoping that some people you know local people who have money will kind of come in and start buying or helping out with venues that are going under you know
3: right well the the other side of the coin there is that if uh, if it's if it becomes viable again there'll be new venues so
1: yeah i think i think we're going to see kind of an uptick in smaller venues opening again it's you know a lot of larger venues or or rather like mid-sized venues you know like not huge gigantic rooms and theaters and arenas but like that mid-level where it may, might be like a couple thousand in a club, I think those are going to kind of go away, and we're going to see more smaller rooms where, like, you get a packet with a couple hundred people, actually make some money, people have a good show, you know.
3: Yeah, well, you know, I personally, uh, I to- I totally believe no matter what size the room or no matter how many people are in the in the room, you know, uh, you give it your all. Ab- Otherwise... Ab-
1: absolutely. I, I play other- the same to 10,000 people as I do to 10 people, you know.
3: And I know you do. Yeah. And, you know, my uh, uh, my story about that is when the Alice Cooper group was, felt like we were scraping the bottom of the barrel, you know, trying to put food on the table. Mm-hmm. And we came to New York City to play Max's Kansas City. Oh, yeah. And this was in uh, 1970, I think, 69 or 70. And uh, <clears throat> so we get there, and there's hardly anybody there. And the uh, the dressing room is full of empty beer bottles, cases of empty beer bottles. So you couldn't even, you open the door and it was solid cases of bottles. <laughs> wow. So we had to tune up on the staircase, you know, the way we would dress in those days oh, and yeah. everything. And we're tuning up on the staircase and, uh, every, the band is not happy. No, didn't anybody, you know, what's the wrong with the, uh, you know, the club with it, didn't they advertise or anything? And, uh, let's not play this thing, you know? And, I'm like, hey guys, come on. Remember the smaller the crowd, the bigger the rumors.
0: And <laughs> ah, yeah. Buxton,
3: yeah, and Glenn Buxton said, How about if we don't play and start a rumor that we did? <laughs> and but but anyway, so we played the set and we put everything into it. You plus, to, yeah. plus our, all of our anger.
0: Right, and yeah. there
3: just happened to be a guy in the audience, Bob Ezrin. Oh, there you who, go. Yeah, yeah, who got us a record deal with Warner brothers and and that changed the world for us.
1: Yeah, wow, wow man.
3: If we had phoned it in, that uh, that wouldn't have happened.
1: Yep. See, yeah, always give it your all, man. It doesn't matter if if even if you were just just playing the bob, right? It would have been worth it. Yeah, exactly. It? Yeah, exactly.
3: You know, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame has this new thing. It's a it's a looks like a garage a, a, where a band rehearses. Mm-hmm. They have equipment set up and they have, you know, if you albums uh stapled to the wall but it looks like you're inside of a garage with yes. a garage door that opens. And uh then bands when when somebody shows up there or it can kind of be anybody really, but especially if there's somebody that's an inductee, you know, there. Mm. Uh they'll play. So oh, Blue cool. Coop, you know, we we went in the garage and yes, they opened nice. up the doors and we played and and people come walking by and they're going hey who's this you know and we're playing, we're and it really was like a rehearsal
1: <laughs> that's that's awesome that's a really great idea
3: yeah, yeah. it's excellent wow.
1: that is a great I,
3: idea yeah i love the rock and roll hall of fame i mean it's got its uh, detractors you know and, and of course uh, no matter what no matter who gets inducted on any given year, there's all these people squawking about the band that didn't get inducted and all that. Yeah, but, yeah. but still, uh, you know, there's two entities New York, the New York entity right. who decides about the voting and all that. And then there's the museum itself and mm-hmm. the staff there. And they are so wonderful, it's unbelievable. And I've been there uh, quite a few times, and they've always rolled out the red carpet and that's great. And that taken great. me down into the vaults, which is oh, that's all I the mean, good that stuff. Mind-boggling.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
3: Uh, who do you like? Uh, Jimmy Hendrix? Oh, well, here's an outfit that he wore, and here's a guitar that he played. Whoa!
1: Yeah, <laughs> that, yeah that's that's wild. That is wild.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Uh, it's inspiring. It really is.
1: Yeah, but you know what? Your your house used to be like that. It used to be like, oh, let's go up in the attic and check out, uh, you know, Cindy's costumes.
3: Yeah, but first you had to tie a rope around your waist <laughs> yeah, so you could yeah. make sure you get back.
1: <laughs> that is true. That is very true. <laughs> uh,
3: yeah. yeah uh, so, yeah, my wife did the costumes for the Alice Cooper
0: group. Yeah, yeah. right.
3: And her brother is Neil Smith, the mm-hmm. drummer. Yep. So, uh uh, you know, that's the other thing about my book is that uh Cindy and I have Cindy was there the whole time. Right. Yeah. So we've been able to kind of keep each other's memories in check over the years. That
1: yeah, that is good. That is, that is really good.
0: good.
3: <laughs> and she had the daily diary. She had all these letters that she wrote home to her mom telling her mom about what was going on with the band and everything. So oh, wow. so we had a lot of things that uh that had stories that uh you know, would have been forgotten otherwise.
1: Right. When's uh when's her book coming out?
3: She's working on it. All right. You know, I think one of the problems uh, is that she's thinking in terms of having to include everything in her book. Right. And I'm trying to tell her, don't try to put everything because you're overwhelming yourself.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah.
3: And uh, but she has so much to. When you start reading through her diary, you think, Oh my God, this is. This is mountains and mountains of material, you know. Plus, we still have a lot of the original costumes, and those are all photographed in this extreme high resolution. It's like you can uh, show a a full jumpsuit, and you can zoom in until you can see a thread going around the rhinestone
0: wow well
1: i mean those could be a book by themselves you know
3: yeah exactly well that's how it started but now it's turned into something else so (laughs) okay she's working on it she's working on it oh
2: there
1: (laughs) you
3: go well you got a lot of. yeah but meanwhile we've got two puppies to
1: deal with (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's a bigger job than anything
3: well you got a lot of good stuff
2: going on dennis and uh i want to thank you for being a guest you know and uh taking care of tepper in his like little youth years so <laughs> i'm sure you got some yeah. great stories yeah about man it. yeah I,
1: I can't wait till we can uh we can get together again man
3: yeah i can't wait to come see you play again
1: hey uh I, i'm getting stuff booked this summer it's all outside so far but i'll uh i'll definitely let you know when stuff's happening
3: Okay, well I follow what you're up to. Oh, ah, of course. I'll figure it out.
1: You're so good, man. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs>
3: okay, guys. Well, uh, yeah, I love your show, and thanks for having me on. I enjoyed it.
1: Awesome, sure. Dennis. Thanks so much, man. It's been great to talk to you. And uh, please, please tell Cindy I say hello, send my love to the family.
3: I'll do that right now. Okay, great. Okay, guys. Thanks. All right.
1: Woo! <clears throat> yeah, good one with DD, Doctor Dr. Dreary, Dennis Dunaway. That was badass. Awesome, legend. Bad ass. Oh man.
2: Just racking in the interviews, what's, man.
1: What we got what we got coming up next? What's, oh, what's going on?
2: Next, let's see here. Um we got we got some good shit coming. Yeah, do we? We have uh next week we have Tash Neal.
1: Ooh, our good
2: friend Neal. Yeah, he's got his brand new album, Charges to the Game, just came out.
1: Killer record.
2: Um, Go this buy one... it.
1: Buy it for real. Make this man some money. He yeah. deserves
2: it. He's going to be in studio. Ooh, yes. Uh, And he's going to play a couple songs from the album
1: in studio. Oh, yes. And then we're going to do a little something special for you.
2: Oh, yeah. You and uh, Tash are going to do something. Yes. And he's going to play George Harrison's guitar.
1: That's the rumor.
2: And we got Chad Anderson's going to be taking picks.
1: Chanderson coming through. That's right. He does not only do OnlyFans videos, ladies. He does real work as well. That that he does.
2: The week after that, we got Nicole McCullough. Ah, yes. And the week after that, we have uh, Jordan Jade from uh, Jade CBD Company. Ah, excellent.
1: So we got some big shows coming. CBD to calm your jangled nerves.
2: That's right. Hmm. So find out any more information, modprobshow.com.
0: Yeah. Peace.